the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Exodus is God's first great act of redemption. Redeeming His people, rescuing His people, saving His people. It is the greatest miracle recorded in the Old Testament. For us as followers of Jesus, Exodus is the gospel in the Old Testament. It points to the redemption we have through Jesus Christ. The salvation we have from our sins and from death through Jesus. God has many great acts of redemption, of performing miracles, of simply just saving his followers. The second book of the Bible has the first great act, the first time we as Christians see the kind of God we're serving directly. In today's message, Pastor Dan will encourage you with the words from Exodus, to behold who our God is. The Lord shows up in multiple areas of the Bible and multiple areas of your life. But the first time, He even introduced to all Christians what redemption is and who He is, is extra special. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Exodus chapter 1. We're also going to look at Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, and Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 7, possibly. If you want to go ahead and find those in your Bible for me. Exodus chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 11, and Acts chapter 7. Exodus 1, Hebrews 11, Acts 7. And let me pray for us and we'll get started. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the time of worship, the time of fellowship, Lord. We thank you for your word. We ask now that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. We pray and ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to begin by giving you a brief introduction to the book of Exodus Uh, The title Exodus actually comes from the Greek Septuagint and the Latin Vulgate. Uh, The word Exodus uh, means departure. In the Hebrew Bible, remember the Old Testament is originally written in Hebrew. In the Hebrew Bible, uh, the opening words of the book serve as the title. Look at the first verse, Exodus chapter 1. It says, now these are the names... That's the Hebrew title. Uh, In the Hebrew Bible, the book is called, Now These Are the Names, uh, or And These Are the Names. And in the Hebrew Bible, uh, the book begins with the word and, which is improper grammar for us, right? 
but it begins with the word and, indicating it's a sequel to Genesis, or just a continuation of Genesis. In fact, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy each begin with the word and. So it's just one big continuation here, one sequel after another. The authorship of Exodus. Uh, The author of the book of Exodus is God, the Holy Spirit. It was written down by Moses. Now, you will find liberal scholars are what are sometimes referred to as higher critics of the Bible that will say that Moses was not the writer of Exodus, um, but throughout the Old Testament, Moses is identified as the author of the first five books of the Bible, including Exodus. And more importantly, Jesus said, Moses wrote Exodus. Uh, a few verses for you to jot, da- jot down if you're taking notes. Matthew chapter 7, verse 10. Matthew chapter 7, verse 10. Mark chapter 12, verse 26. Mark 12, 26. And John seven nineteen. John seven nineteen. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 10, Jesus said, For Moses said, Honor your mother and your father. Quoting from Exodus chapter 20. And Jesus said, Moses said that. In Mark chapter 12, verse 26, Jesus said, Have you not read in the book of Moses, in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? There Jesus quotes from Exodus chapter 3 and says, In the book of Moses. And John chapter 7, verse 19, Jesus said, Did not Moses give you the law? Jesus said, Moses wrote Exodus. And I trust Jesus and not the higher critics. Okay? So Moses is the writer. God is the author. Moses is the writer. What about the timing of the Exodus? When did the Exodus take place? Well, again, if you're taking notes, you can jot down 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. I'll read it to you. 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, and it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, in case you didn't know, that he began to build the house of the Lord. It says there in 1 Kings 6, 1, that Solomon began to build the temple in Jerusalem in his fourth year as king, And it was the 480th year since the children of Israel came out of Egypt, or 480 years after the Exodus. Scholars agree Solomon began to build the temple somewhere around 966 or 965 B.C. So if you do the math and you count backwards 480 years from that date, that means the Exodus took place around 1445 or 1446 BC. Uh, and that, that time frame is affirmed in several other passages in the Bible. I'm getting kind of the boring stuff out of the way up front, okay? All the numbers and dates, and it's not going to be on the test in heaven, so don't worry about it too much. Uh, we can outline the book of Exodus into three parts. You can outline the book of Exodus into three parts. Number one, Israel in Egypt. 
Israel and Egypt, chapters 1 to 12. Israel and Egypt, chapters 1 to 12. Number two, Israel in the wilderness. Israel in the wilderness, chapters 13 through 18. Israel in the wilderness, chapters 13 through 18. And then Israel at Sinai. Israel at Sinai, chapters 19 through 40. So Israel in Egypt, Israel in the wilderness, and then Israel at Sinai. The main theme of the book of Exodus is redemption. Redemption. In the Bible, Exodus is God's first great act of redemption. Redeeming his people, rescuing his people, saving his people. It is the greatest miracle recorded in the Old Testament. For us as followers of Jesus, Exodus is the gospel in the Old Testament. It points to the redemption we have through Jesus Christ. The salvation we have from our sins and from death through Jesus So it's the gospel of the Old Testament. Remember, all of the Bible points to Jesus. It's all pointing to Jesus. It's all about Jesus from cover to cover. For the Jewish people, the story of the Exodus defines their existence as a people. Even to this day. It defines them as a people. Jewish people all over the world still remember the exodus from Egypt every year at Passover time. 3,500 years after it took place, they still commemorate it at Passover and remember God's redemption of their people. It is the defining event in their history. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt in the exodus, They even changed their calendar and they began measuring time from the date of their exodus. That was the beginning of the calendar for them when God redeemed them and God delivered them. Throughout the Old Testament, God continually refers back to the exodus. He continually reminds Israel that he delivered them out of Egypt. For example, this is just one example Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1, the Lord says, When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Don't be afraid. I'm the God who delivered you out of Egypt. Over and over and over and over, God reminds the children of Israel of his redemption from Egypt. This is the defining event in their history. And so too with us. Jesus redeemed us. We were living in Egypt, so to speak. Egypt is a picture of the world. We were following the course of this world, just following whatever the world says we should do. And we were slaves. Slaves to our sin, the Bible says. And Jesus redeemed us from our sin. He delivered us out of our slavery to our sin through his death on the cross. And and our redemption, our salvation is the defining event in our lives. And when we measure time, we measure time now from the point of our redemption. There's B.C. and A.D. in our lives before we were saved and after we were saved. 
And the New Testament constantly reminds us of our redemption through Jesus Christ. The New Testament is constantly pointing us back to the cross and the death of Christ that saves us. Every time we take communion, we remind ourselves of his death that redeems us. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. So, let's get into it. Look at verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 1 Now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All those who were descendants of Jacob were 70 persons, for Joseph was in Egypt Already, So this points us back to the book of Genesis. Exodus picks up where Genesis left off. In Genesis, Jacob and his entire family moved from the land of Canaan, moved from the promised land down to Egypt during the time of famine. Joseph was already living in Egypt, and Joseph was the second in power, second to Pharaoh in Egypt. Uh, If you're taking notes, Exodus chapter 12, verse 40, this is important. Exodus chapter 12, verse 40 tells us the children of Israel were in Egypt for 430 years before the Exodus. So these opening verses that I just read summarize 430 years in Egypt. And it says in verse 6, And Joseph died, and all his brothers, and all that generation. So that that first generation passes off the scene. Again, they're there for 430 years. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. The children of Israel went down to Egypt as a family, a large family, 70 people in all. And during the 430 years in Egypt, they grew into a great nation. That's what verse 7 is telling us. That family grew into a nation. Again, verse 7 says they were fruitful, they increased abundantly, they multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land of Egypt was filled with them. They grew into a nation while they were in Egypt. This is the fulfillment of the promise made to Abraham. God promised Abraham that he would multiply his descendants exceedingly and from him would come a great nation. Remember, he told him that when Abraham had no children. 
And his wife, Sarah, was unable to conceive children. And yet God said, your descendants will multiply exceedingly. From you will come a great nation. God told Abraham his descendants would be numerous like the stars in the sky. And God is telling us here now in Exodus chapter 1 that he fulfilled that promise while the children of Israel lived in Egypt. He made them into a great nation. Egypt was like an incubator where the children of Israel could grow from a family to a nation. And they became so numerous that they filled the land of Egypt, it says. Originally, the children of Israel, when they went down to Egypt, they settled in an area called Goshen, but they outgrew Goshen, and now they fill the entire land of Egypt. Now look at verse 8. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Roughly 400 years have passed since the time of Joseph. And if you remember Joseph from the book of Genesis, through his God-given wisdom, Joseph saved the nation of Egypt during a time of global famine. And his policies and his leadership made the nation of Egypt the one world superpower and made the nation of Egypt extremely wealthy. And at the time of the Exodus, Egypt was still strong and wealthy as a nation. They were still benefiting hundreds of years later. They were still benefiting from the wisdom and leadership of Joseph hundreds of years before. Joseph was a national hero for Egypt. However, we're told in verse 8, there arose a king, a new king, who did not know Joseph. He was ignorant of Joseph. Listen, give me your attention. Forgetting the good that previous generations has, have done is dangerous for a nation. Forgetting the wisdom of previous leaders that made your country prosperous is dangerous and destructive for a nation. And that's what happened in Egypt. They forgot their history. They forgot the greatness and the wisdom of their past leaders that made their nation so powerful and so prosperous. And so this new king who didn't know Joseph He said to his people, look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly or deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it happen in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land. This new king, he saw the Hebrews as a threat to national security. It's amazing how quickly a nation can turn, isn't it? I mean, a new leader comes to power and everything can change in that nation and it can change very rapidly. And this new king, he had two concerns with the children of Israel. In the event of war, they may side with the enemy and fight against the Egyptians. And his second concern was that they might go out of the land. They might decide to leave and return to their own land in Canaan. 
And he's concerned about that because the children of Israel had become an important part of the Egyptian economy. And if they left, it would ruin the Egyptian economy. So he doesn't want them to leave and return to Canaan. But God promised to give Israel the land of Canaan. God's blessings will be in the land of Canaan, the promised land. That was God's plan. That was God's blessing for Israel. If you turn back with me to Genesis 17, Genesis 17. This is one of the times when God spoke to Abraham. Genesis 17. Verse 6, this is what God says to Abram or Abraham. He says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come for you. Again, he doesn't have any kids at this point, and he's an old man. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations. It will be an everlasting covenant to be God to you, and your descendants after you. Look at verse 8. Also I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. So, So God promised to make a nation out of the descendants of Abraham, and those promises are tied to the land. The land of Canaan. This is where the blessings will occur. This is where God will will bless them and prosper them as a nation in that land. And you've got a king in Egypt who's concerned that the Hebrews are going to leave at some point and return back to their land. And it's going to screw up our economy if all these people leave. We can't have them leaving. Now go with me to Genesis 50. Genesis 50. Genesis 50. This is when Joseph dies in Egypt. He's in Egypt at this point. Uh, the, The children of Israel have moved down to Egypt. They've been living in Egypt. In verse 24, Genesis 50, verse 24, Joseph said to his brethren, I am dying. Look what he says. But God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land, the land of Egypt, to the land of which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, And to Jacob, speaking of the land of Canaan. So there, Joseph, as he's dying, he he gives this prophecy. He speaks prophetically and he says, God will visit you and he will bring you out of this land of Egypt and he will bring you to the land which he swore to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the land of Canaan. And then look what he says in verse 25. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here. And so Joseph died being 110 years old, and they embalmed him. They mummified him. It's Egypt. And he was put in a coffin in Egypt, but they didn't bury him. They embalm him. They mummify his body. They put his body in a coffin while they're still living in Egypt, but they never bury him in Egypt. And so you've, you've got this king now who's concerned they're going to leave. And they're carrying this coffin around everywhere. They clearly have plans to leave. They don't plan on staying. They're not burying Joseph. And so going back here to Exodus chapter 1, what this king does is he institutes a new policy. 
he issues an executive order and he enslaves all the Hebrews. He asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for spending a part of your day with us here at Ring of Truth. You've just heard a message from Pastor Dan Sexton in the book of Exodus. There's a lot we can learn from this and other books in the Bible. In fact, if you visit our website, calvaryec.com, you'll find a treasure trove of other messages all neatly organized in a simple, straightforward manner. We encourage you to camp out here for a while and soak your spirit in the truth of God's Word. Is there anything you would like us to pray for? We'd love to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Please locate the prayer tab at the top of our homepage, calvaryec.com, and send in your prayer request through the form you find there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, too. We're also just a phone call away if you're not in Maryland. Call us at 410-491-4592. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Again, that's 410-491-4592. Would you consider supporting this ministry financially? If so, please visit calvaryec.com to learn how. We hope that today's teaching has been encouraging to your faith. Come back again next time for more in the book of Exodus. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed day and are reminded of the things learned today. This has been Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.